Hello, everybody. Welcome to Clavercast episode 107, I think. A little bit of a weird episode. Paul was supposed to be here, but he's not. He canceled last minute once again. We just Such, a slacker. Slacker. Such a slacker. Such a slacker. But luckily, that means the third worst host isn't here. The two best hosts <laughs> are here. I'm Carson, of course. Alina Falds is here. The iconic. How are you doing today? I'm unwell. I got sick again. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't want to find out if it's COVID. But I'm upset because, like, are you kidding me? Like, I know I did a bunch of things this week. Like, I went to the mosque for Eid prayers. There was a lot of people there. There was a lot of people there without masks because, whatever. And then I went to see Doctor Strange on opening night, and it was packed. The house, like, fucking packed. And I was like, mm. And no one was wearing a mask either. And there was shouting, and there was cheering, and there was shenanigans. I was like, so there's two possible places where I may have gotten sick. I don't know. I feel fine. I'm just like really, really stuffed up in case you cannot hear that. And I have like a bit of a fever and I just feel like tons of like pressure in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I'll live. I'll make it through this recording. It's fine. Spoiler alert for Doctor Strange. But if you got COVID because of John Krasinski's cameo in Doctor Strange, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> well, we've already talked. We're do- we're doing Doctor Strange today. Obviously, that's kind of the main thing, as well as the start of our new series. But we'll save that. We'll get there. Let's start out the MCU. It's back again every few months. It's very Wendy Williams. Another Monday, another day. Yay! Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness came out. Alina, do you want to start this off? Because I think you're a bigger Marvel fan than I am, but kick it off so yeah i am i'm the resident mcu girly i do enjoy the marvel cinematic universe i've like not missed one since like 2011's thor i always go see these bitches opening night i've been looking forward to this one i wasn't like as hyped for it as like say a spider-man no way home because like i do like doctor strange but he's not like my favorite marvel character he's just kind of like there but i'm also like a big benedict cumberbatch girly I'm a, I'm a cumber bitch, a cum shot, if you will. Um, so like, I more so look forward to the Doctor Strange movies for Ben rather than Doctor Strange himself. You know what I mean? Um, but like, I had fun with this one. I feel like they uh let Sam Raimi do his little thing. Not as much as like I think us film people in air quotes would have liked, but like, I feel like they did let him do his thing to like the extent that like marvel marvel kevin feige or whatever his name is like will let will let you i had fun with it um it's like dr strange he like is being dr strange and like all of a sudden this girl named america chavez pops up from like a different multiverse and everyone's like oh shit And her superpower is that she can, like, shift multiverses. So, like, that's really spectacular and fun. And because she has that unique superpower, she's, like, the only one in the entire multiverses of multiverses that can, like, that exists. Like, she's the only America Chavez. But there's, like, a bunch of, like, multiple Doctor Stranges. There's a bunch of Rachel McAdamses. Um, we get some cameos that we'll get into later. I know Carson already spoiled one in our intro, whatever, who cares? Um, and like Wanda, in case you didn't see WandaVision, 
Shawanda like fucking cleans it up. She like becomes the villain literally just because she like misses her children that were like taken away from her. They're her like magical children that she made up that were, I guess, I don't remember WandaVision. I did not rewatch this. Like, I don't know how, like, in my brain, cannot remember how WandaVision ends. But, like, she's by herself. Vision's dead. Her children are, like, her fake magical children are not with her, right? So, like, Wanda basically finds this, like, dark arts magical book. I'm struggling so hard to remember this plot. It's, like, like it's it's a You're lot. Doing better than I would. It's, like... <laughs> It's not like it's like convoluted. It is convoluted, but it's not like difficult to understand. It's just there's a lot to this movie. So Wanda's bad. She misses her children. She wants to kidnap America Chavez so she can like steal her powers and like go to multiverse where her children like exist. But there's other Wandas there, by the way. Um, and Doctor Strange is like, no, Wanda, you can't do that because like you're gonna fuck things up in like the multiverse. Like you can't like go to another multiverse because you're gonna frick things up. Um, and I think that's the main premise you need to know, right? Like, Doctor, I don't, I don't know I where so. the other Avengers are. Couldn't tell you, but like, it's just Doctor Strange, America Chavez, Wong, Sorcerer Supreme, Wong is there. We love him. We stand, King. Um, yeah, I don't know where the other Avengers are. That's always the problem with these sequels, isn't it? It's my new meme. I'm like, if anyone can tell me where Shang-Chi is, I would okay, love like, to know. Okay, like, I know like, he doesn't know people? Wanda or Doctor Strange, so I get it. But, like, okay, like, I know Cap's old. Iron Man's dead. Thor is with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like, fine. They're off in space. They're busy. They don't know what Wanda's doing. Guess they don't have iPhones or whatever. Um, who else is still alive? Like. T- well, no one. I don't think anyone knows who Peter Parker right? is. Okay, they forgot so Peter. So he's just not Okay, I'm like. But also, like, the, I don't know, like, not bringing up No Way Home, but, like, I don't know how, like, why don't they just check? Like, what do they think? Like, because everyone's super mm-hmm. casual. They're like, oh, Spider-Man. But, like, you know you worked with him. Would you not be like, huh, it's weird that I don't remember who it is. Is there not, like, video footage or, like, any documents with his name on it? So, or in No Way anything? Home, do they, like, just forget Peter Parker or do they completely forget Spider-Man? No, they forget right. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. But they know because there's a Spider-Man joke. Right, you're right, you're right. They're like, where the? F- they don't even mention like I don't know who's. Maybe they just like accept that they don't know his true identity. But th- is there not video or like something? I feel like I don't know. You sh- I don't know. I not. You think, think I think like that's weird. whatever like version of Jarvis they're on right now? You think Jarvis would be like? Isn't it Friday or something? I'm struggling. Okay, I'm so sorry to our listeners. And they're they're sitting there. All our MCU fans are sitting there. And, like these people are so stupid. And she thinks she's an MCU fan. I'm like I'm tired. There's 24 movies, guys. I don't know what's happening anymore. But like. <laughs> Um, like Black Panther. I know Chadwick Boseman has passed away in real life, but like, what is he doing in Wakanda? There's someone who's going to be the new Black Panther. Bucky, I'm sure, is kicking. Where's Falcon? Right? (laughs) I don't understand where everyone is. I'm confused. So only Doctor Strange is there, and you think the other Avengers, like that, are like non, like are doing shit, would be concerned because Wanda is formerly an Avenger and she's turning evil, and they make a Hawkeye is useless joke again, also. What's he doing? I don't remember what happened at the end of Where's Hawkeye. Moon Knight? Because where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> anyway. So it's just Doctor Strange. Wanda's bad. That's all you need to know. I had fun. 
fun. <laughs> yes. I, I really accept <laughs> that I don't know what's happening in the MCU and I will never know again um, mm-hmm. overall. Here's the thing. I, there was a time where I was an MCU fan. I would consider myself one. Like Endgame, especially like that era, leaving mm-hmm. Far From Home, going to the pandemic. I was like, you know what? I like this. During the pandemic, rewatched all of them. I was like, oh, a lot are not good. Some are really good, though, to be clear. You They're rewatched not all, all of them? I got most of them. I got to like okay. uh, Ant-Man and then I kind of mm. quit. But um, Where's Ant-Man? Who knows? Couldn't tell you. No <laughs> we'll idea what happens at the end of Ant-Man 2. Quantumania coming out next February. Wait, that is Ant-Man 2, right? No, it's Ant-Man 3. Oh, shit. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I don't know. Where is any of these people? But so I, but so specifically after the pandemic, I've also just hated everything but No Way Home. So I've been very <laughs> not ex- – I was like mixed because I like No Way Home. And I was like, oh, this has the potential to be really good, but I'm not expecting anything. And I was really surprised by how fun it is, completely ignoring any of the context of the other films. This is like Sam Raimi having fun. Yes, there are incredibly long, boring portions. You can tell when they were like, no, we have to have this scene in here to set something up. And those parts are boring. But everything with the horror, everything with the weird visuals, it reminded me some of like how last night in Soho, not to bring up a rough topic on here, but like how that got weird, this got weird, and where I can see why people are giving this the pass and not that. Like that type of weird really speaks to me. I like how the visual effects and everything, like it was like a little bit shitty on purpose. Like I just dug it. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun. I do think the one thing that bothers me a lot is like, Wanda, I don't think should just be like the generic villain. But again, overlooking the context of the MCU, I think she's a fucking amazing villain here. I think she is incredible. Coming out of this, I was like, she's the best part of the MCU. But even though I hated WandaVision, to be clear, but like, I don't know, I feel like it was a very reductive to her character. Also, where's Vision in all the other multiverses? Did he die in every single other yeah. multiverse? Also, yeah, he does, she like, doesn't he's care. just chilling. He's just, like, she's really only concerned about her children at this point. And I'm like, why don't you want, like, and we see a universe where it's, like, Wanda and her children happy. But Vision's not there. I'm like, yeah. is Vision not there because, like, he's not technically a human? So, like, but he he's hasn't the been, like, made I don't understand, okay? I don't know how those kids, like, (laughs) popped up. Like, I kind of am just thinking, like, maybe there's only, like, one Vision because Tony Stark and all the other multiverses did not, like, create Vision. Who are these fathers? Who is the father of these children? (laughs) The other thing is, like, I don't – I know it's Mother's Day as we're recording this. I'm not a mother, clearly, except my cat. And, like, I love Doug and I would do anything for him. But I was sitting there during, like, Multiverse of Madness and I was like, Wanda – you could just have kids with another person. Why like, did you love Vision? Right? Like, why does it have to be those two specific children? Like, their ice cream song okay. sucks, also. Garbage. I was like, that's cringe. I hate this. <laughs> it's also fucking hilarious when everyone's like, you're going to destroy America. I was like, can we really? I get that's her name in the comic books, but can we maybe change it? It's distracting. <laughs> also, same with like, okay, the group that he meets with, like the time people are called the Illuminati. I was like, can we not change that? Like, the people screamed thing. during that. And I was like, and then John Krasinski, okay, spoilers, guys, spoilers. if you, in case you haven't known. So, like, in one of the multiverses, our Doctor Strange goes and like the Doctor Strange in his universe is dead and turns out that Doctor Strange was a huge asshole. And then he like goes and meets um Captain Britain, who's played by Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter. And I'm like, fuck off. I hated that and what if Haley Atwell is a cunt. You can sue me for defamation, doesn't it? It's true. Um the girl who plays um 
Monica Rambeau and Captain Marvel is Captain Marvel in this universe. There's some guy named Black Bolt. No idea who that Couldn't is. Where's you. Paul when we need him? Because I was like, who the fuck's that guy? Um, and then John Krasinski pops up as uh, Reed Richards, Captain Mr. Fantastic, whatever the fuck his name is. That... I mean, one of the worst performances bad. I've ever seen. Bad. Of I'm like, John Krasinski, what are you doing? Like, normally he's good. And, like, people have been fan casting him and Emily Blunt as, like, Sue Storm and Reed Richards, whatever. And, like, Marvel just listened to that fan casting. I'm like, sure. Like, I can see it. But, like, and they listen. I'm so sorry to John Krasinski. I'm like, you're fine in a quiet place. I've never watched The Office and I never will. Um, I'm like, like all the way through, I've seen episodes of The Office. I'm not like a total maniac, but like he's fine in that also. But like he was so bad in this. But you know why like, he was good in a quiet place? Me and my friend were talking about this. It's because he didn't talk. <laughs> that's fair. I'm like, he was giving the worst line readings, and I'm like, Marvel, maybe you shouldn't have listened to the fan casting. And like, I hope he does better because I saw an announcement saying that he's going to be Reed Richards in our universe now, and I'm like. Yikes, I hope he does better because, like, that was disappointing. And then freaking Patrick Stewart pops up. Love that for me, Charles Xavier. He phones in his performance also, but he was better than John Krasinski. I'm so sorry, but it's true. Can we also talk I was his, happy to see Charles. Can we talk about his Tesla of a wheelchair that I was losing my mind at when they go to the action, like the battlefield, and he still rolls up in this giant golden <laughs> chariot. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I've never been so happy to see like a group of people brutally get murdered on screen. Yeah. Like the oh my god. The entire Illuminati gets fucking like iced to shit by Wanda. Like it's crazy. Oh, also, I forgot about this part. There's this thing called dream walking. So, like, Wanda can do some spells with the the, the, ma- the evil magic book called The Dark Hold. And, like, listen, there's a Toby Keith song called Dream Walking. So, every time it's a dream walking, my music just started playing in my head. I didn't know what was happening. But basically, like, if there's a Wanda in another universe, our evil Wanda can like go into their brain and control them. And that like becomes a thing later in the finale that Dr. Strange uses because spoiler alert, Dr. Strange gets the dark hold and he like infiltrates the like corpse of the like Dr. Strange that like they buried in our universe. And it's like a zombie Dr. Strange. That was fun. It was great. Like I just like this movie was like a bit confusing, mostly because we were like so far along in the MCU that it's just really difficult to remember everything that's like gone on and is gone been going on. And especially with them like introducing the multiverse now and all of those characters and like America Chavez is there now, blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm I've said it before. Every time we've talked about a Marvel tra- project, I'm tired. Like I'm I'm tired. But like I think this is one of the better ones. Also, let's talk about the Bruce Campbell cameo. I enjoyed yes, that. It was great. Uh, and the post credit scene. We can get into that. Because, like, the second, the final end credit scene is Bruce Campbell. And all the people in my theater were very upset about it. They're like, oh. I'm yeah. like, listen, guys. You've had some terrible cameos we've had to sit through. You didn't complain about the one when Captain America gives, like, a public service announcement. And it means nothing. There's been plenty of end credits that have meant fucking nothing. And you're just mad because it's Bruce Campbell. And, like, I heard all these people whispering, like, who is that? I'm like, oh, you're embarrassing. Fuck you. Okay, speaking of who was that in the first post credit scene, I don't know who that was. This woman I, appears. I was like, is that Charlie Eternal? Charlie Steeran. 
<laughs> no. I don't know who it is, but my sister looked it up, and apparently she's a love interest for Doctor Strange, which upsets me because, like, I think it's funny that Doctor Strange has no bitches and that he consistently yeah. fucks things up with Rachel McAdams' character. And then also... In, like, the finale, like, Rachel McAdams' character, like, a multiverse version, not our Rachel McAdams, is, like, helping out Doctor Strange. And then, like, he tells her, I love you in every universe. And I was like, oh, my God, a bitch is tearing up. I love romance. I don't give a shit about Wanda and her children. But Doctor Strange and Rachel McAdams, something about that just gets me. I love romance. I started crying. So, like, (laughs) when this Charlize Theron pops up, I was like, what is happening? I'm upset about this. Apparently, I don't... Hold on. Let me look up her name. We can cut all this. I do like the idea that he has no bitches in every universe, and in one of the universes, it leads to him just being the guy from Power of the Dog, because he just has no bitches, so he has to. I could see that. Okay. Yes. Okay, this Los Angeles Times headline is like, Doctor Strange 2, credit scene explained. Yes, Charlize Theron really is playing Clea. I don't know who the fuck fuck Clea is. is (laughs) What do you mean? So, like, Charlize Theron pops up. She's wearing, like, a purple outfit, and she's like, you caused an incursion. I don't know what an incursion is still. I think it's, like, when multiverses collide together. I'm confused. I'm an idiot. I can't, like, keep up with all of this. And he's like... And then she's like, you caused an incursion and we're going to fix it unless you're afraid. And then Doctor Strange leaks into a portal with her. And I'm like, who is happening? I don't understand. What else can you do I'm... in a multiverse? I feel like we did it. Yeah. Okay. So Theron's character is Clea, a powerful sorceress from the Dark Dimension and the niece of Dormammu. Dormammu is that evil bitch from Doctor Strange 1. Would not have known who Dormammu was if I did not watch Doctor Strange 1 earlier this week. Because that movie came out six fucking years ago. How can I keep up under these conditions? I forgot he had a love interest. Like, I truly was. I should have rewatched it. I did not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. She spent her early years as a captive of Dormammu and her sister. She has a sister and a mother. Odd. And then in the comic book, she's freed by Doctor Strange and they fall in love and eventually married. Although their marriage is short-lived. T. Oh. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Spoilers. Okay, and then another version, apparently she succeeds Doctor Strange as Sorcerer Supreme. That's interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's a Doctor Strange 3 on the horizon. Listen, I'm so sorry to our listeners, like, listening to this and, like, how confused we are. But, like, I'm confused. Like, I feel like Phase 1, 2, and 3 had, like, very clear directions of where they're going. Yeah. But Phase 4 has just been, like, so all over the place. Like, Moon Knight did not connect to anything. Hawkeye, no idea what, like, happened there. Um, Black Widow, some pre- meaningless prequel that we only got because fans bitched about it for a decade. Like, Eternals, bad. Shang-Chi, not connected yet. And I'm like, I don't understand where we're going. I'm not seeing the big vision. No. I'm confused. We're like I know vision. like Loki and the like Jonathan Majors and how like that character is like a huge thing eventually with the multiverse. Apparently people are saying he's like the new Thanos. What if and there's the, all that that stuff was like can they said it didn't mean anything and then it meant something for the cameos here. I'm just like I'm struggling to keep up. Like I don't like I know it's going to mean multiverse stuff eventually, but I'm not seeing the path that we're going to get to Jonathan Major's character yet as the bad guy. Where's Loki? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) 
I'm can tell you what happened in any of these. I like tr- imagine trying to construct a timeline. I have no clue when or where know. anything is happening at this point. I need someone that cares more and is dorkier than me to like map out a timeline yeah. of phase four. And like, I'm confused. I know, I know I've been saying I'm confused for the past 15 minutes, but I don't know what else to say. I'm confused. I do like this... the idea of Doctor Strange 3, the third eye. The fucking reveal that. at the end. Oh like, my God, that's how they close. That. So yeah. good. Because also it looks like somewhat bad in like a very yeah. stylized <laughs> sense. And I was like, do you think after they get rid of Sam Raimi, because they're clearly going to get rid of him, I was like, do you think they're going to make that look good? Or like, I just love that he's keeping it. It really is great. I love it. Listen, I'm sad that they're probably going to get rid of Sam Raimi because I really liked all the callbacks to other Sam Raimi films. Yeah. And like, it was fun. Like, this is like, I liked Spider-Man No Way Home. But, like, I think this is the best entry into Phase 4 so far. I liked it. I liked Moon Knight a lot also. But, like, I thought this fucking ripped. And it was it was good. It was, like, a good sequel. I think it connected well to the first Doctor Strange and, like, the offshoots. After I had rewatched the first Doctor Strange, would not have picked up on it if I hadn't rewatched it. But, like, it's one of the better entries. I think it's fun when Marvel lets directors, like, go crazy um because like no offense to chloe Zhao, i did not like eternals but i respect that they let her do her thing and i really like thor ragnarok because i could really like feel taika ytt's humor so i'm really fucking looking forward to thor love and thunder like i find like it's i need to rewatch the mcu but like i don't know doctor strange 2 is like definitely in my top 10 i had fun agreed i definitely would have liked it more if my crowd wasn't such fucking assholes yeah the bitch next to me like 10 minutes into the movie answered a phone call i'm like are you joking (laughs) this is opening night like are you kidding me and like they were cheering like i get cheering at the cameos like it was fun to see patrick stewart it was fun to see reed richards but like dr strange shows up like our dr strange and people started cheering and i'm like listen benedict cumberbatch can't hear you he's been in this franchise for six years why are you cheering like we, we it's the, we're watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You don't have to cheer for Doctor Strange, man. It was confusing, and it pissed me off because like they they this movie, unlike Spider Man No Way Home, did not like allow time for cheers. Yeah, like 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 when Andrew Garfield popped up and Toby popped up, there was like a hold where they knew people were gonna like go crazy. But there wasn't that in this one, which is fine. There doesn't need to be. But, like, people were cheering. And I was like, I want to hear what John Krasinski's saying. I want to hear what Patrick Stewart's saying. Please shut the fuck up. I mean, not to sound like the <laughs> most entitled prick in the entire fucking world. But, like, the idea of seeing one of these films at this point not in a press screening is terrifying to me. Right. Like, I couldn't do I don't know if I'll, and I'll have to for Thor, probably. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do it. I'm I, so scared. I'm like, Thor, Love and Thunder is the one I'm, like, most looking forward to in Phase 4. And, like, so I will see it opening night, but I don't want to see it opening night. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know like what it is if it's just like big cities because i saw doctor strange in brampton like because i was visiting my grandma and my family and i also saw spider-man no way home in brampton but like i've gone to see every mcu movie opening night but it's mostly been in my hometown or in like ottawa and i'm like those people don't cheer or maybe they do now i don't know if it's like the big city or if it's spider-man no way home change things I think Infinity War changed things because I remember Twitter, mm-hmm. like that Twitter tweet went viral with like, oh, the audience reactions. And now mm-hmm. like we people think it's acceptable. I didn't have it on my theater. Yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really want to go and see one in my hometown again and see if people like cheer. Like maybe I'll go home for Thor 11 Thunder. But like, 
I can't. Like, I understand. I just feel like sa- yeah. I sound like such a bitter cunt. No. But, like, I'm tired. Please stop yelling. Marty was right about these being theme park rides. Like, I want to have fun, too. And I would have more fun if you people shut the fuck up. Thank you. Really think about it. I think Infinity War, like, the one before that was the last one I saw with a normal audience. Because they also did, like, theater staff screenings at, like, 2 a.m. So I, that's when I, like, I guess I've really been out of the normal crowd for these. So I don't know. But. It's pretty mm. miserable. Um, <laughs> I, I also mm-hmm. hope they keep Sam Raimi on. Continually, when you look at MCU, like the best ones are the ones with a very distinct style. Winter Soldier mm-hmm. was like that. Uh, Thor, yeah, how you mentioned Ragnarok was. Mm-hmm. This is, I like these so much more. I'm not bored. I can watch these. And also, like, it helps, like, the visual effects have been, like, knocked on all these very recently. You hide that with a style like they do in Doctor Strange where you make, where you work with it. Um, exactly. I don't know, just as like, I who, thought yeah. zombie Doctor Strange looked like shit, but like, it's okay. He's the third, supposed to look like shit. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, the third eye looks horrible, but like, it's supposed to. It works with it. It's not, you yeah. know, Eternals or Black Widow or any of this, but just like, as someone who really have felt like Shang-Chi, I thought was unwatchable. Eternals, I mean, I genuinely considered leaving midway through. Like, it was so <laughs> watchable. I really mm-hmm. like I just appreciate this and it's so sad. It's almost depressing because I'm like, I know then that they can hire people and do this, but they're just going to choose not to. So it makes me like all the more like hostile towards the MCU that they yeah. gave something good. Did you see that like this like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is like the first thing to get a B plus? Oh. Like like Eternals is the only other one that got a B plus, and I think Thor the Dark World. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like I had so much fun during this. And like I used to consider myself an MCU fan, but I feel like I'm so like detached from yeah. like the rest of those people at this point. And I'm like, how like I don't understand how you could not enjoy this. Alina how you are right now is exactly how I was with Morbius, not to turn this yeah. into anything, but like, <laughs> I was not at all shocked when I saw that because I was like, oh, no one can have fun anymore. You cannot have fun in a movie. You have to have the most stale, generic shit ever. Morbius, this reminded me a lot of but Morbius. But the weird thing about that is you're supposed to have fun during Marvel movies, so you why didn't be. the MCU bitches get have fun? Why do you guys give it a because... B+, because you're boring. No, because it was Go different. watch any other movie. They don't Please. want fun. They want like a turtle humor where they're like you broke my ikea table they were like fuck that's great now this is actually like something some substance and style and they're like oh that's scary we can't do that oh my god the gore in this was incredible yeah the violence was great i thought it slapped i loved it (laughs) the jump scare some of the jump scares also got me like i was getting horror vibes not a lot but like enough enough to where like it would fit in the mcu but it's super Mm -hmm. unique on its own yeah Anyway, if you didn't like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, you're boring. Yeah. Period. <laughs> this Let's one, move on. This one was for the hot bitches. <laughs> and if you are didn't yeah. like it, you're not a hot bitch. I'm sorry. Not everyone fits in the bad bitch genre. It's a genre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's going to be our main review for the week. Let's move in to our new series because it's May. And we're doing Murder Mystery May. Get the knives out. Get ready to go on a stabbing spree. Uh, and today we are talking about some classic uh like 1980s 1990s mystery murder mysteries and let's start off with death on the nile i will start because i with someone as well as i think the podcast overall 
who really was surprised with how much they liked the one that came out this year. You can go find our full review. Um, I really appreciated that film and more and more. I've just grown to really love it. Um, so checking out the original, I was excited. I've been meaning to watch it and it is good. I think the biggest issue for this is that it's coming after a film I really like that tells the same story, in my opinion, in a better way. I think that one's just more sexy, and I think this is a film that's supposed to be sexy in a lot of ways. It is a film with better visuals, with better actors overall, with just a better story. Like, I like that they add some things with the uh, characters, especially with the beginning of that whole opening sequence. Like, I like that film so much that watching this, it was just kind of like, yeah, I can tell it's good, you know, but overall outside of the fact that it's not Kenneth Branagh. In fact, it is Peter, oh God, Ustinov. I don't fucking know how to pronounce that name. The guy who plays Perot. <laughs> um, I think he's much better than Abrana. That was my biggest issue with the film that came out this year. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's just like, it just feels like an all around weaker version of a film. I just saw so much better, um, but I did like it to be clear. I think the visuals are really great. Um, I think the overall like acting, I think it's all good. I just don't think it's mm-hmm. what it was in the other version. That's fair. I liked this a lot. I have it like on the same star rating as our 2022 Death on the Nile. I feel like both work well in different ways. Um, Like, yeah, the guy who plays Poirot in this one, way better than our guy Kenneth. Peace and love to Kenneth. I love you, King. But like, he's just like, I feel like he makes uh, Hercule Poirot a bit like too campy. And in this version, he's like a lot more like believable as like, a legitimate serious respected detective um like that guy killed it uh peter ustinov or whatever his name is and like the cast in this one is stacked also like mia farrow plays jackie um vet davis plays like one of the old british ladies um fucking maggie smith is here so is angela lansbury oh my god angela lansbury as salome Ottoburn killed me every time she was on screen she's fantastic i don't know i feel like this one has like a better cast like the cast is more iconic um because like there's so many legendary people in it i feel like the main issue i had with this 1978 yes death on the nile is it is long as frick oh my god it's 140 minutes no reason for this to be 140 minutes like Kenneth did a fantastic job cutting out all the bits of the story that were, like, not necessary. Because, like, I feel like the 2022 version is, like, significantly shorter. And, like, it grasps all of the main, like, plot points of this murder mystery. Like, like, listen, if you're going to get mad at us for swinging this movie, you're an idiot. The book has been out for, like, a century. And this movie's been out since 1978. And, like, the 2022 version is the exact same thing. Like, we see... Jackie and I don't remember Simon Army Hammer, Army Hammer, just, yeah. Army Hammer whatever. Uh, like they're together, and then like Army slash Simon leaves Jackie for Gal Gadot slash Lois Childs or whatever her name is. Sure, and like I thought you were gonna insult wanna... her and be like slash horrid bitch. Yeah. Oh my god, such a cunt in this one. Um, Lynette was. Anyway, so, like, yeah, Simon leaves Jackie for Lynette. Same thing happens in the 2022 version. Um, the, like, sh- the like little sal- salon, like, thing where Jackie accidentally shoots Simon and then, like, later Lynette's found murdered. The exact same thing happens. Um, and, like, literally, like, some of the characters change 
of like who gets murdered later but like it's practically the exact same thing like kenneth did not change very much he sticks to like the main story beats and like i've never read the book and i probably never will because i do not have the attention span to read books anymore i'm sure it's the exact same or like 90 percent the same also so like i don't understand why this version was long as fuck but i had fun yeah. I think I would have liked it more if I hadn't if I had watched this before the 2022 version. Agreed. But I don't know. I feel like I liked the aesthetics, the, the style. I I really really liked it. Um just like the 2022 version, I think edges is out slightly better because Kenneth cuts all of the boring stuff that doesn't actually matter. Yeah, and even that film yeah. I think could be cut a little bit more. So it really says something about the pacing here. And also mm-hmm. just like I don't know. I know you don't like Algodo, but like her and Army Hammer, I think has such good chemistry. I think that was lacking here. I don't know. I I, I just mm-hmm. I, I just really like the 2022 version. Though it That's feels fair. like 2021. I was shocked like look, I thought that came out last August for some reason. Oh, really? Okay, here's my thing with the the two Death on the Niles. I think the main characters in 2022 are better like gal gadot army hammer the whoever plays jackie but i think in the 1978 version the supporting characters are better like angela lansbury maggie smith bet davis you can't top that with russell brand and letitia wright you just cannot Fair. like like both have their pros and cons i think you should watch both maybe not back to back because you'll be watching the exact same movie but like watch the original one wait a couple months watch the 2022 version they're both fantastic yeah you don't have to believe us i don't care <laughs> I, I know everyone else hated the 2022 version you're boring you're wrong <laughs> people what did we say people can't have fun anymore it's just like i feel the same way about that as i feel about dr strange morbius it just added to okay. the club okay wait 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 here are my final thoughts if you didn't like the 2022 version Watch the 1978 version and realize we got it fairly good. Okay. I just feel like if you like this but hate the new one, like you're the most you're boring person in the you're world. Dumb. <laughs> I don't like, like you. <laughs> like you have to like both. They're the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to our other murder mystery because we're doing two just like Halloween, guys. Yay. Um, we did Clue, the 1985 version, and I have never played the board game in my life. I've You've never, never done played it. Clue? Never done it. Clue has a, is a staple in the Ishik household. That's my mom's side of the family. It slaps. I love that game, maybe, but I've never watched the movie. Maybe when we meet up, we'll do it. So I had nothing mm-hmm. connected to this film going into it. All I've heard is like, oh, Clue is amazing. So I walked in. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't walk in. I sat on my couch and turned it on. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking great. This is it just hits every single checkbox or box on the checklist. It is campy fun with like amazing performances that are hysterical the lines readings are historical as are the lines themselves the mystery is really good and i knew the concept of like oh there was multiple endings that played in theaters it was random and i was really interested to see because at the end there's like a montage of all the different types of endings and i was like oh it's gonna be just small like oh it was him it was him no there it's like insane it radically changes everything about the film i was like what the fuck that's genius and so much work but done so well 
Um, no, I love this. The production design was great. And it was just so much fun. This is very similar. It's like the mummy. Um, there's been a few that we've talked about on this podcast or other podcasts, other worst podcasts in the case of the mummy mummy. Um, we're like, <laughs> it's just so fun and instantly iconic that I'm just like, yeah, that's great. I could watch this any day and have a great time. This is one of those films. Yeah. This fucking ripped, dude. Like, a movie based on a, a board game, a goddamn Hasbro board game, has no business being this good. Like, it's funny. I was just like, it. I don't know. Like, it takes place in, like, northeastern United States. I don't know what state specifically, but then, like, most of the characters are from Washington, D.C., except for, like, Tim Curry's, like, butler who has, like, some British accent. But, like, the humor in it is very British and, like, dry and witty. And I enjoy that type of humor because, like, I grew up on watching, like, old British sitcoms and whatever, things like that. So, like, this this sense of humor was right up my fucking alley. All of the characters are really fun. They do change some of the characters, like, slightly. Like, in the board game, Mrs. White is, like, the maid. Um, but here, she's, like, I don't, she's, like, the, oh, a, a lady who has, like, a bunch of, like, dead husbands. Um, like, Miss Peacock, Mrs. Peacock gets, like, some background characters. She's, like, a politician's wife. Um, Colonel Mustard is still a colonel. Um... Miss Scarlet is a whore. Professor Plum is there. There's Mr. Green. Like, they have, like, the characters, for the most part, stick to the ones in the board game, but they're, like, elevated. Honestly, my one complaint with this movie is I wish they, like, characters are dressed in the colors of their aliases. Because, like, Miss Scarlet, Colonel Mustard is not, like, their name. Like, Tim Curry's butler invites them to the house and, like, gives them their aliases and, like, their invitation letters or whatever. But, like, why wasn't Miss Scarlet wearing red? Why wasn't Colonel Mustard wearing yellow? Why wasn't Professor Plum wearing purple? I was like, I thought that would have been funnier. And, like, with how, like, gorgeous the, like, mansion that this takes place in and, like, it's like a, like a black tie upscale dinner party. So it make, it's weird that they're not in those colors. It would fit the movie. I don't know why they did that. That's like my one nitpick, whatever. I had so much fun. Tim Curry freaking kills it. The entire extended cast kills it. And like the fact that this has multiple endings is genius. Like I didn't know it had multiple endings. And then like, so Tim Curry's character is going through like the whole reveal. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then it, like, fades to black. And then, like, text pops up and it's like, but here's what really happened. I was like, oh, shit. And then Tim Curry does this whole thing again. And it's, like, a totally different story that also makes total fucking sense. And I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And then it goes to black again. And then it's like, wait, bitch. Here's how it really, really, really happened. And I was like, oh, my God. You know the meme where it's, like, the galaxy brain and then it gets more and more galaxy brain? Yeah, That's this movie. <laughs> It's like one of the it. most genius things ever. No one could do this today. I'm sorry. Chloe Zhao, everyone. Wait, 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 you wait, wait. Another meme? You know the one of Vince McMahon and he gets like progressively more excited? It's that <laughs> meme also. It's hair, the yeah. Vince McMahon and Galaxy Brain combo together in a murder mystery movie. That's Clue. There's your pull quote. <laughs> There's the pull quote. There's the tweet on Twitter. We got it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's genius and it, it really surprised me just how far it went i was like why don't murder mysteries do this now 
What? Mm-hmm. Why? It's so good. Why didn't we get multiple endings of Knives Out? I love yes. Knives Out. I think it's great, but I think it could have been fun if we got like, like on like the I don't know Blu-ray bonus features. Ryan Johnson, whatever your name is, why didn't you get, give me some extras? It's fun. Like, listen, we have not had other than Knives Out. I feel like the murder mystery is like a dead genre, and that's really sad because these yeah. Death on the Nile and like Clue. They're fucking classics and they fucking rip. And I'm sad that we aren't getting that anymore. And like, I love 2022 Death on the Nile, but like, it's a remake. Yeah. So, like, I, I just want more original murder mysteries. Wait, you know who's saving the murder mystery genre? Who? Adam Sandler. Yes, he Adam is. Sandler. Can't wait for murder mystery, too. Murder mystery, like that fucking Netflix original, that slapped. Hey, we'll get And to I know it. I'm biased because I stand the Sandman, but it slapped. <laughs> it might be coming this month, so yeah. keep that in mind. I think, I think we're going to do it as a Patreon commentary. We should. I love that. It makes sense. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're welcome, people. Yeah. No, I'm so sad, especially after the success of Knives Out. I'm shocked. But just like... Where are the fun, classic, like, kind of family films? Like, Jungle Cruise was one. But, like, it's such Mm -hmm. a dying genre overall. I know I mentioned The Mummy. But, like, that era of type of filmmaking, of comedies, like, I miss it so much. So when we get it, like, Jungle Cruise, like, Death and Out, like, Knives Out, it stands out so much. I am so surprised that I had never seen Clue before because it seems like something that is very up my mother's alley. I need to ask her if she's seen it because I'm like, woman you'd love this like it was amazing it's very like it's a very like bald's family friday movie night thing why have i never seen it before you know especially since i've played clue so many times that and globetrotters are like our two board games globetrotters slaps no one else has ever I've never even heard of it yeah listen if you're listening to this podcast i know we only have like 200 people listening i don't know how many people actually listen to this but if you play globetrotters let us know because i feel like i mean gaslit only my family knows about globetrotters but it's this game and you get like a world map and like you're a little like tower of and like you go around and you like to different cities around the world like there's pathways and you collect like special keys and special memories and whoever gets like all the keys and all the like the most memories like wins i don't like I'm a little cousin, so I don't, like, fully grasp the game because I mostly watched it rather than played it. Again, because I'm a little cousin. My older cousins were played it. But you'd get, like, you'd land on Paris, and you'd pick up, like, a card, and it'd be like, oh, Paris, you went to the Louvre. It's it's more fun than that. Like, they, they write it better than what I remember. And then you get, like, the key to Paris. And then, like, I think once all the keys are gone, whoever, like, has the most keys and memories wins. It's a fun game. That it's fun. really sick. It's sick. I was a Monopoly yeah. and Yahtzee child. It's not the most boring options in the world. I played a lot of Monopoly too, but not the original one. We got this one from Algonquin Park called Animalopoly. <laughs> and it was like all woodland Literally creatures. Literally the one I had. Animalopoly. Wait, you had Animalopoly? Shit. I was obsessed with animals. So like, No yeah. way. I got it. We got it on a camping trip and we played it camping every single year because we got it from like the Parks Canada store. I love that. That's sick. Oh my god, yeah. I love that for us. I just say Monopoly because it's easier than saying Animalopoly. Yeah. It doesn't sound as cringe, yeah. but like, no, I yeah. fuck yes. <laughs> wow. Love, see, I know why we're friends. Tell us your favorite board game, listeners. Yes. Write us. Tweet us. I want to know your favorite board game. At please. Clappercast at gmail.com. Let us know your board game thoughts on this movie review podcast. But we're so much more, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. A fun episode. Let's get into our recommendations for the week. 
Mine, Sam Raimi, Evil Dead. The Evil Dead, to be clear. Love it. Uh, super low budget, but like absolutely fucks as a horror film. I don't know if Paul saw it. I was actually kind of hoping to ask him if he saw it, but he's not here. Um, it is super up. Like, I think it'd be up his alley. It's super like unique with visuals. And I think it's amazing. I think it's Sam Raimi's best work. Um, and I'm, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Alina, what's your recommendation this week? Um, before you get to my recommendation, I have seen The Evil Dead, but I was very little. My older cousin showed it to us and it was like um pirated, so like the sound was really low. So like I was mostly watching it like with like barely any sound because it was like a struggle, but I remember being scared. I think I was like twelve or something. So I should um make some time to rewatch it because I remember it being fucking sick from the parts I could grasp. Anyway, my recommendation for this week is a TV show. Who would have thought, Alina, watching TV? Listen, I'm sure our listeners know on the podcast that I'm down bad for some guy that lives in New York. I'm obsessed with him. I'm in love with him. Anytime he tells me to, like, watch something, I'm like, yes, I will because I'm in love with you. And he told me to watch this movie or this TV show called Upload. And I was like, okay, I don't want to watch TV, especially like not an Amazon Prime original, but I'm in love with you. So I'll watch the first episode and like, it's fucking sick. Like he's right. It's, um, Robbie Amell plays the main character and like, it's set in like the near future and like, they're like really heavily reliant on tech. And then instead of people dying, if you like have the money, you can be uploaded into like this like weird fucked up computer version of heaven. And, like, it's weird and kind of scary and a bit dystopian, but also really funny. Like, and then, like, like Robbie Amell's character, his his girlfriend is rich. And so, like, Robbie Amell gets hit. His, like, self-driving car malfunctions and he punctures along and he's dying. And so his rich girlfriend uploads him into this, like, tech heaven for rich ass people because she can afford it so she basically owns robbie ml now and then like as i'm on season two now but like as season one continues on you like it's like hinted that robbie ml's character was actually murdered and like the self-driving car was like programmed to kill him and all this stuff and like he's it's like there's so many fucking layers to it and i'm just really attached to the characters because like the other thing with the heaven that like robbie mel's character is in is like they have these like customer service angels and like he starts to fall in love with his customer service angel but he can't break up with his rich girlfriend because if he does she'll like delete him because he's pay she's paying for his version of heaven it's like it's really crazy and I'm just like having such a good time with it that like as soon as we're done recording I'm gonna finish like the last five episodes of season two and like I am like so attached to these characters that I've like googled it and I'm like is there a season three coming because I feel like I'm getting the sense that this is about to end on a cliffhanger because like there's only seven episodes in season two and there's ten in season one but like it hasn't been canceled and it hasn't been renewed so Amazon people I know you've sent us stuff if you guys are listening to this can you please renew upload because I'm attached I can't let those characters go they're in love and I need them to be happy thank you not to be that guy, but this is from the same creator as The Office, just saying, so. Listen, The Office, I'm sure, is fine. I've seen episodes here and there, and I like The Office, but people on Tinder are so fucking annoying that I can't, like, mm, be the Pam to my gym. I'm never going to sit down and watch The Office all the way through to spite them, because I, I love, love matching with those bitches and be like, I've never seen The Office. Unmatch. <laughs> it hurts them. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. I think that is non-toxic <laughs> at all, and I love it. I never said I was a safe and pure person. I'm toxic. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of ClapperCast. Where can we find you on internet, Toxic Queen? I am at Alina Falls on Twitter, Letterboxd, and sometimes Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, app underscore movie reviews, Letterboxd, Carson Tamar. Thank you so much for listening. We're on Letterboxd. You can email us. I've already said that. You can find us on Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, new episodes every single Wednesday. Sure. At least when, you know, we're around to do them. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye.